So welcome back to the Live Your Life podcast and we do have a repeat guest and actually the person I've got on today, it's quite exciting actually, was my first ever podcast guest and that was back when it was the Barbells Bikini and Fizz so we've had a bit of a switch up since then <laughs> but yours is one of the most listened to, it is one of my most listened to podcasts, you have been asked to come back a few times, one of my best friends Emma and one of my clients absolutely loves that podcast and when she found out that you were coming back she's literally like fangirling so Emma <laughs> you better be listening to this so I've got Ella back on. Now, if you haven't listened to it, if you scroll right back, way back to episode one, go give that a listen because in there we talk about Ella's backstory, how she got into bodybuilding, fitness and all that. So we're not going to cover that today. But what we are going to do is just have a bit of a catch up as to what has happened between May's time last year and now um, because a lot has happened in Ella's life and just have a bit of a chat about her prep. But if people don't really know who you are, what you've been doing just give yourself a little bit of an introduction because it's kind of the, the given is it that you have to do yeah that. yeah I feel like you have to introduce yourself don't you otherwise some people might be like Who, who's this yeah. <laughs> um no so obviously my name is Ella as you mentioned also known as Fitness on Instagram um I am a I can call myself a bodybuilder now because I've wow. completed I'm a, I'm a bodybuilder um and I'm currently in prep and I'm also now an online coach, which I guess we'll talk about as well. Yeah, because a lot has happened now. I remember chatting to Ella back, literally, as we finished that last podcast. She was literally mentioning that she was kind of contemplating getting into it. At that point, it was a secret announcement that she was going to be signing up with Insight. And oh, at that yeah. point, yeah. Um, so I remember I had a shaker bottle and you're like, oh, so speaking of that, and we got an announcement tonight. Um, so that's happened and obviously the prep's happened so when we caught up last like I said you only just kind of signed up with insight you Mm -hmm. contemplated online coaching but you hadn't got into it and you'd unfortunately had that really really horrible you prepped all that time and COVID happened and you were kind of just reversing out of it so let's kind of break that down a bit so let's first talk about insight because what has happened with that? So what has your journey been like with Insight? Obviously, you did body power. You've been working with them for over a year. So let's just talk a little bit about your experience, how that came about, and what you've been finding working with a brand, you know, as an, as an influencer and all that. <laughs> an influencer. influencer. That's so funny. No, honestly, Insight are absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably a, such a big moment for me, for someone like a brand like Insight Subs to notice me when I didn't have many followers and I still don't have a lot, but I've obviously grown quite a lot since then. Mm -hmm. And for them to notice me, notice my potential before I stepped on stage was just incredible. And I have not looked back once. They are such an amazing brand. They give me so much. Danny who owns Insight is like a friend to me, like, and the support they give me is insane. So yeah, I think I think what a lot of people as well don't realize is with brands and stuff, I know that a lot of brands will ask for a lot. Mm-hmm. So brands will approach you and they'll say, oh, can you post this amount of times on your story, this amount of times per week? You have to include this. You have to put this in your bio, blah, 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 blah. Whereas with Insight, it's very raw, very organic. Like the one thing that I really loved when I spoke to Danny was that we're not going to ask you to post xyz you post what you would we have found you for a reason we like your content we like what you do why would we ask you to then stop 
what you're doing already and start doing it differently and I think for me that's been like the best thing because I've been able to just feel no pressure from it be able to post things when I want to and I think as an athlete and as someone on Instagram that means a lot to me because I don't want to be fake I want people to know that the things that I'm using are because I genuinely like them and I'm not being forced in any way and it's all just pure like yeah realness sure and I, I agree now I I've known the inside guys for ages because they their shop is literally around the corner it's actually even closer from when it was last time like literally because I moved my own flat you yeah. got my flat you walk across a bridge it's there they are that close yeah. to me which is pretty lethal to be fair um, <laughs> but they are like you said very very genuine people the guys who work there and it's nice to see because all of you guys you know, who are on the team, you are all incredible in your own ways. And it's you see these athletes and people like yourself who get caught up with these brands and you can just tell that what they're posting is so forced and fake. Like, I use this. I love it. Do you know? Do you? And it's nice yeah. to even see that on your stories, you can give genuine reviews and genuine, you know, it feels real. And, you know, because I watch it sometimes and I'm like, oh, I need something new. I'll see what these guys are reviewing and what they're liking. Yeah. And you do actually believe it because you can just see the sense that it is all your opinions and values. Yeah. Let's have a talk about that. I love socks. Um, so what are your favourite things? Like what, was, what would be your like go-to shopping? This is one of the questions I was going to ask, but I'll do it now early, bring it forward. <laughs> like one of each product, maybe your top five staple products, your favourite. Oh no, I can see the, uh, the panic in your face now thinking I can't do five. Um, five products, if you could only pick five. Five know, products. Yeah, let's go with five. Five's a nice number. Okay, well, I'm, af- I'm going to have to go for Performway. Yeah. Like, the best protein powder ever. I won't go anything yeah. else now. I'm making my way through, and I've not quite tried all the flavours, but I would say, I think, I think my favourite is actually maybe carrot cake. It's so good. Because what I do is I, I'll have one... And then I'll be like, oh, this one's so good. Then I go back to a different one that I remembered was good and I forget how good it is. And I've just come back to carrot cake after not having it for a while. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. This is actually very, very good. So I think I think at the moment that's my favorite and it's really good on oats or baked oats. Wow. Yeah. So perform way. Um, I'd say a pre-workout probably... Oh, MV Pre. Yeah. Go MV Pre. It's the goat, the best. Um, Revitalize. Mm. Now, I think I talk about this in my story pretty much every month. Um, Probably one of my favorite products to to get from Insight. I literally stock up on it every single, well, every single month. Um, But it's just like an all-in-one health sup. Mm. And it tastes amazing it does taste it. good is it the um, sangria one? Oh no i have I'm, my favorite's the strawberry kiwi is that a new one that new one has it always been strawberry kiwi yeah i think so because i remember getting it when they first got it and it was banging but i don't know what it was but it was nice whatever it was really nice yeah and then well are we going for like things that i enjoy or just if you literally had like you could only pick five more and that's it what would you pick? It doesn't have to be a variety. Why? It's just your personal favourites. Oh, God. I'm trying to think what, what I have. Cream of rice. Oh, yeah. 
have to be cream of rice. Obviously. What flavour? That's the question. That is the question. See, I've not ventured too much into the flavours, but I'm always, I'm like a chocolate or like, you know, how, what's, how do you explain it? Like pancake or like maple Just, syrup. Yeah, yeah. They are the flavours for me. I don't actually like, I tried um, the milk, the milk lollies one, strawberry milk. I don't like it. No, I prefer the, the cakey flavours. Cakey flavours, yeah. That's, that, yeah. One of those ones. Um, and then one more. One more. Oh. Why has my mind gone blank? I can't think of any of the supplements that they sell now. Pre-workout, protein, health subs, sleep, stress, digestion. Neuro. Oh, it's Neuro. Paul Max Neuro, an amazing product by Strong. Absolutely love that. See, that's madness. That is literally so weird. That they're literally two of the five that I'd pretty much say, to be fair. And the same really? Yeah. Literally, Perform, MV3, probably Cream of Rice, Support Max Neuro, and... Revitalize. See, I'd have probably switched out with like probably for Hydromax, but pretty much the same. We'll vibe with that. Yeah, banging products. Very solid very solid, very valid supplements there. Awesome. So let's talk about your online coaching now because I remember you having a little bit of a chat with me last time saying it was something you were contemplating doing. Yeah. You cannot be sure how to go about it. And now you've jumped feet first in and it looks like it's going absolutely great. So what kind of made you go for it at the moment you did and what has been happening with that side of your life? So you're still at uni, aren't you as well? Am I making that up? No, I'm not anymore. Okay. Finally. Finally. So you're just pretty much fully working online now. Is that what you do? Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm building it up to be able to be a what I'd class as a full time income. Mm-hmm. It's not quite. I wouldn't say it's quite there yet. Sure. Without trying to like go into too much with no, the no. money side, but yeah, it's getting there. Um, I've obviously I did my masters. Yeah. Um, in strength and conditioning, mainly because. When we did the podcast last time, I wasn't really in a very good place, to be honest. I don't think I really spoke about it. Coming When you're in that place, you don't really. Um, but I was in a very bad place mentally. Like, I, yeah, it was a very shit time of my life. I felt really down. I just had no purpose. I didn't really know what to do with myself. Um, I thought that once I'd finished my undergrad degree, um, I'd feel like, so relieved and like enjoy having to do nothing mm-hmm. but I actually hated it I hated having no purpose I didn't I just didn't know what to do I didn't even I couldn't do sports therapy which is why I did a uni because we were in isolation I'd just come out of prep and I was thinking like what do I do with myself and I was spending I ended up getting into really bad habits of just like not waking up like just laying in bed so long and like I just didn't have the desire to get out of bed um so yeah it was very tough and I think going to uni was like a way for me to go right let's do something with my life Mm. um while I kind of like decide what I actually want to do um so I did the strength and conditioning degree um and while I was doing that obviously I was contemplating online coaching and I did coach a couple of people for free um throughout lockdown and 
before, like when I was starting my degree, which was sort of nice because there was no pressure. And it kind of just showed me like, I really enjoy doing this. I really enjoy helping people. Um, And then I met Lewis, um, who's my boyfriend. And he's obviously an online coach as well. And he'd been doing it for like quite a while. And he said that, you know, he thinks I should do it. He helped me set everything up. Um, He like showed me how to sort of go about things. Um, And I literally created all these spreadsheets, documents, and I sat there for ages with it ready to go. And I just didn't for a while because I was so scared. I was like, what if I get no one? What if like, it doesn't go right? How do I do it? Like, what do I do when people would inquire? Like, I just had no idea. Um, And he kept telling me, just do it, just do it. And I was thinking, wow, I'll wait. I'll wait until there's a good time. And there was never a time when I felt like it was a good time. And then I just thought, right, fuck it. I'll just do it. I'd done everything that I needed to do. I just needed to announce it. And then I announced it when the day we went into lockdown. Which one? November one? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. timing goals right there good isn't it it was literally like my announcement was at six and the announcement of the like lockdowns before was at like five so an hour before people just found out we were all just going into lockdown I was like this is great but it was good because I literally got to just get straight in people obviously you know, when you're going into a lockdown, like people were kind of coming to me like, oh, I need help. I don't know what to do. I don't want to be lost. So it was quite nice to take mm-hmm. on a few girls. Um, and I think I, was, I wasn't I was aware of how things kind of would work. And when I initially set it up with like the um, the link for the consultation and stuff, I got so many inquiries, but then like, I think I only had like five clients. Like I got, for the amount of inquiries I got, not a lot of people replied to me. And I was like, I wasn't ready for that. I was like, I spent so long, like replying to every single person individually and thinking like, oh my God, like all these clients, I'm going to have all these clients. And then like people would just ghost me. And I was like, what, why, what have I done? Why, why do they not want to reply? Or do they have, why have they changed their mind? Anyway, I then, yeah, built that up. I took some of the girls all throughout lockdown. It was so fun, like seeing them like thrive in their house, like training. It was just, it, it really, really kept me going. And do you know what? It was so hard to juggle with uni and I do think that my master's degree suffered because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I wasn't able to put in the time or the effort. And I think it, yeah, it was very, very time consuming for me. But I think that's, everyone has that, don't they? Like it does take up a lot of your time um, while trying to like do multiple things at once. And I do think I also like lost a lot of friends and I lost contact with a lot of people because of it, because I was so like clients, uni, my own bodybuilding, it was all just like taking over my life. Mm. Um, But I've obviously built it 
up now. Um, clients have come and gone. And I think initially when I lost lost my first client, it was horrible. Yeah. It was, it was devastating. I cried. I think the first four or five clients, every time they'd like message like, hi, like, I don't think this is for me anymore, which is absolutely fine, by the way. Like, I don't mind. Like, if I've taken someone on a journey and they've decided it's not for them or they've got to where they want to be, it's fine. Like, it's great. But at the time, when it's your first one, you think, oh, my God, like, what do I do? Like, why why do they want to leave? You take it personally, don't you? You Yeah, I do. Very, very personally. But it's all part of the process, and it's kind of something that I've learned to be completely okay with now and I'm definitely in a good situation now I've got I've found my own ways of doing things I've found my own like like what's it called like ethos yeah and like my just the way I want to do things and the ways of setting people up and stuff and it's all really really good now and I I genuinely like the best thing I've ever done good wow I knew you'd smash it I knew you'd love it I'm glad you've just done it to be honest, I think maybe in some respects doing it during the lockdown was good because people will have maybe, maybe you would have got no one because people were just happy cruising along. But yeah, lockdowns for some people have been the deciding factor to jump in with that. But that's great. So when we were catching up last, I don't remember what you were doing from like, and obviously it wasn't in lockdown and your garden sessions and what have you that we were doing back then. <laughs> I know, <laughs> no, so funny. Okay. Um, but were you, what point did you get with AJ? Did that happen after? Um, and yeah. what has your journey been like from sort of like the off season that you had between within like the garden sessions in the, you know, and then the various lockdowns up until when you started prep earlier this year? Yeah. So I started with AJ around November. Um, I think it was November anyway. Mm-hmm. And obviously we did the podcast in the, was it in the summer? It was, yeah, it was before my photo shoot, so it was like springtime, yeah. Yeah, so I had all of that time without a coach from when, like, when lockdown kind of was all the way through until I came to uni. And I was, Caitlin and Hannah were both really, really helping me. Um, and I was kind of just, like, doing things my own way. And I think that in lockdown, training in my garden taught me a lot more than I've ever learned like in the gym I really truly believe I learned how to train properly in my garden and it's mad to think about but I like when I look back I'm like at my training footage when I was training before to when I came back to the gym was completely different yeah I had a completely different mindset completely different like approach to training a lot of that is down to Caitlin and Hannah for helping me with it but like I fell in love with training. I think where I was in such a shit place, I was like, that was like my only thing to do. So mm. I literally, that was my purpose for every single day. Um, but it was, yeah. So I, I kind of did that, came to uni, continued. My food got really high. Um, and I, <laughs> I think I definitely pushed food higher than I realized because I was just following like meal plan kind of thing. Um, And I got quite, quite, um, I don't want to say fat because I don't like saying fat, but I did put on a lot of body fat um, for me and got very, very uncomfortable, was pushing food really hard. I was like struggling to eat meals. And I was just in this mindset of, I must just eat more. I just need to keep eating. Like, 
I just need to eat because I want to grow so much. Um, and then training was going really well. I was really strong, strongest I've ever been. And then I, I knew I wanted to start with AJ. Um, I actually knew that from like, well, last year, I like knew I wanted to work for him, but I wasn't in the financial position to do it. Um, but yeah, I started with him and it was scary because just starting online coaching, I didn't have a lot of money. I wasn't didn't have really have a proper income um, or a stable income. I still don't really, but it's fine. Um, and I, yeah, I was like, I said to AJ, I was like, I'm really worried that like, I'm just not going to be able to like afford it. Or like, I don't know, what if I like lose all my clients and no one wants to continue with me and then I can't even pay you. And he was like, Ella, believe in yourself. Like you're going to be a good coach. Just like trust yourself that like, you are capable so he was really helpful. I've learned a lot from him as well, like in his coaching methods and the way he does things I've learned from and use myself. Um, and yeah, we went straight into like a dieting phase because where I'd pushed quite hard, my body weight, I was sat at 81, 82 kilos. Um, and I just basically had spilled quite a bit. Um, and he said, if we was to prep, um, then it would be a very hard, disgusting and long push of a prep because we'd have to like push really hard um, for a long time. So we went into a diet phase, like the pre-prep prep. prep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that lasted like eight weeks, maybe a bit longer. I can't really remember, but that was good. I got into a nice position there. I think I got down to like 74, 75 kilos. Then we pushed back up, pushed food back up. I got all the way back up to 80 again, but my body composition was so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, I was eating less food, um, but better food. And yeah, everything was in a really good position. And then we started prep in April. Um, and I was meant to compete in shows a bit earlier than I did um but I got COVID (laughs) that was fun um so I ended up just pushing back all my shows I planned and I did two shows back to back were UK DFBA Heart of England and PCA Midlands and then got through to the finals and here I am there you are Um, amazing so I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the bits of prep and some and a bit about the shows as well and um, so well again this is one of the questions i was going to ask but it's just seemed relevant to bring it forward so this whole q a at the end is going to be really crap now because we've got two questions so i keep asking the ones that i wanted to ask other people have asked now yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but what have been the main differences and obviously you actually did get to compete that is one of the biggest significant difference and um, but in terms of your first prep because you had a different coach it was your first time to now what have been the main sort of differences in terms of well, just everything, food, training, your mentality, things you maybe found easier, things you found harder. Um, let's just have a little bit of a chat about that. I think it's been a very different prep, a very, very different prep. Um, I'm definitely, the ma- the biggest thing for me is my food focus. Mm. My food focus in my first prep was horrendous, absolutely horrendous. I thought about food all the time and I actually... Um, ate a lot of stuff that I wasn't supposed to eat while I was on prep. Like, I think I 
if I could try and count, it'd probably be about like 20 times that I went off my plan. I just didn't take it seriously enough. But I think it wasn't, I don't blame myself. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't anyone's fault. It just, I wasn't ready. Um, I actually went out on a night out. When I look at it now, I'm like, some of the things I'm like, what? Did you really do that on prep? I went on a night out, drank alcohol, and then ate chips and chicken nuggets afterwards, but didn't even care. Like, I didn't feel one ounce of guilt. I was like, yep, well, I'm just going to carry on now. Um, The amount of times I used to, like, dip my finger in, like, the Lotus Biscoff spread. Um, I also made a massive thing of Rocky Road for the rugby players that I did placement with, ate one of them myself. Um, I used to like, I got, I got a lot of off plan meals, which I think looking back was bad for me. Mm. Um, it just, the approach that my coach previously had was like quite a lot of off plan meals. If I got flat, he'd like fill me up with an off plan meal, but it would be like burger and chips, go and get a burger and chips or go get a muffin and at the time I loved it I was like wow this is so cool yes but looking back that was awful for me because that just used to like Mm. trigger me to want more um there was times when I'd have a burger and chips I remember I got a burger and chips from a restaurant like ordered it and they delivered me two like two portions and I had them both I had a pizza. Um, I went to America and I just, it didn't even, like, when I look at it, I'm like, was I even on prep? Because I was eating out every day. It just seems crazy to me to think about. And this time around, I've taken that off season and I've, instead of going into a prep without any structure before, um, I've gone into this prep already following a meal plan already like sticking to everything obviously I allowed myself freedom in my off season but I was on a meal plan so it was just like there was no there was no drastic change it was just like well I'm just on prep now so that helped my food focus massively I think now yes I do have a bit of food focus I do think about food I am a foodie at the end of the day I love food but I wouldn't ever contemplate like eating something like it just doesn't it it doesn't align with my goals and I think my goals are so much stronger this time around I know what I want I know what it takes and that kind of keeps me motivated instead of just going oh I'm just gonna compete because I, I don't know just because I am I'm now like I came into this prep like I want to do this show. I want to win this. I want to go to do this. So that's the the biggest sort of difference, I think. For sure. Um, Yeah. And what have you learned about yourself? I don't have a really deep question, but in terms of maybe your own like love for the sport, maybe your own discipline in terms of your physique, what needs to change, what needs to be improved, what have you learned most about yourself from this prep? Um, I'd say I've learned a lot of things. 
I'm trying to think of things off the top of my head. I think a big one is actually like my approach to training. Um, I think I allowed myself, I think it's fine. It's not a bad thing, but I became very emotionally attached to my training when I was like in my off season, which is okay. And I think I needed that to sort of fall in love with training. But now I'm a lot less emotionally attached to numbers and like progress in like, and I don't put so much pressure on myself. And I think I used to go into sessions feeling so anxious about a certain exercise and it would just completely like take over me. And I'd get so like angry and so like upset if I didn't hit a certain number. And I let that like get to me too much that it would just like completely defeat the point of what I was trying to achieve. Like I didn't look at it as I want to grow my muscles. So I need to create a stimulus. I was thinking, I want to lift this mount on the hack squat because I just want to do that. So I would like almost try and do it too, like too quickly or like dumbbell presses was another one. I just used to want to dumbbell press. Like for some reason, I just wanted to dumbbell press the 25. It's like, I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to be strong. And now I look back and I'm like, well, I probably wasn't actually getting a lot from that because I was just moving weight without intent. So my training has definitely changed. And that's a lot to do with AJ, like <laughs> telling me to chill out or telling me to just not worry about the numbers. Um, so, yeah. And I also think looking at myself on stage when I competed, I know like everyone's going to be their biggest critique. But I do think an area that I thought that I'd built maybe more than I have is my delts. Um, I think my the way that I've trained my delts hasn't been how I maybe could have. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of something that I know for when I go into off season, this off season coming, that I really want to like nail and just like, because I think it's so easy with a lot of exercise and I'm sure you see this with clients as well like just moving weight just like flinging your arms about and not actually like feeling like you're doing something or like actually connecting um so yeah that's I think that's the main thing me saying that that's not just for clients that's myself I'm the same as well I can literally relate that I used to be the same with certain exercises I'd be like right and I still, I still do get that. I still like to get myself hyped with certain things, but like, you know, get so emotionally attached to numbers rather than actually connecting. And I, I found myself by actually connecting. I've definitely noticed progressions mm-hmm. in certain body parts even now. So it's, it's, it's massive. It's so hard, isn't it? Because you just want to be stronger. Yeah, it's not like, totally oh. about numbers, is it? And you, it, the thing is, it's so good to feel strong as well. And I think that's why it's so difficult to detach yourself from it. Like I look back and I'm like, I used to scream in the gym. I used to make so much noise. Like, I'm sure you remember like the tantrums I used to throw at the dumbbells in my garden. And then I even took that into the gym and like (laughs) a video came up of me and Sanaya um, when we like used to train together on the pendulum. And (laughs) I was like just shouting from rep one unnecessarily. And like, 
wasting energy on screaming instead of actually trying to do the exercise. <laughs> so well, you got to laugh though. It's funny. We all live and we learn and get better, don't we? That's what we do. Um, so in terms of, I guess people, a few people have asked this one. And I can actually kind of imagine what the question is as well. To be fair, in terms of sort of finals, have you decided what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i feel like i should just talk about it because i don't want to get it off your chest come on get it i don't out. want to be that bitch who keeps it all a secret but um so obviously they are on the same day so annoying um but me being the stubborn bitch that i was was going to try and do both <laughs> <laughs> I can just see that happening now, literally like jumping in the car, like, oh, straight to the yeah. AJ said to me, Ella, just do one. Yeah. AJ was like, let's do PCA. And I was like, no, I want to do both. I was like, I'm going to do both. And I had it in my head. I was like, I am going to do both. I'm going to make it work. And I'd like, I got excited about it because the thought for me of pulling it off was like, cool. I was like, yeah, that's cool. fucking cool. If I could manage to go to two British finals in one day, how fucking sick would that be? But I've had time to reflect and I've spoken to the guy who owns um, the UK DFBA show because it obviously all depended on the running order. Sure. So it could be doable because PCA is in Birmingham and then UK DFBA is in Leicester. So they're like about just under an hour away from each other so if pca was uh, in the morning and then ukdfba was later on i could do it um but they're not <laughs> they both basically figure for both is pretty much within an hour of each other and it just i just think it causes unnecessary stress for sure um and i don't want that like i am doing it because i enjoy it and i think just sort of reflecting upon the days on show days, I genuinely loved PCA so much. I loved it. It was, I had the best day of my life and not just because I won, but the actual stage was just so enjoyable. And I think looking at back, UKDFBA, I didn't actually enjoy my time on stage as much. I think it's to do with the poses um, UKDFBA figure if people don't know you just do your mandatories it's just front relax and then side and then back that's it you don't have any variation you're not allowed to do anything different with your feet you're not allowed to do anything different with your arms and you're not allowed to put your arms over your head and then you just do an eye walk and then that's it comparisons and then you're done and the amount of time like I was having to hold my front relaxed pose, it was just ridiculous. I was stood there like shaking. Um, and I don't know, it just didn't feel like yes. fun. Um, and then I did obviously not do as well as I wanted um, on the day because of what they were looking for. It just wasn't what I had. Um, and it just it was just a case of that I wasn't lean enough, um, which I knew that I needed to be anyway. But I think that's why I wanted to do both because I wanted to come back and prove I can be better and I can be leaner. I can bring a better package, but I couldn't let go of PCA. So yeah, I'm doing PCA in case that's not made it very clear. 
<laughs> and yeah, I'm so excited. And then there's also like, I'm, I set myself, I set my goals very high and I set myself very high expectations and I obviously want to win. Sure. I want to win. That's my goal. Whether it will happen or not doesn't, I don't know, but I want yeah. to win. So if well, I'm going into the show wanting to win, that would mean going to the overall. Yeah. And if I'm trying to do both shows, yeah. traveling, it, I just would hate to like ruin my look or not do well in one show and then ruin the chances of doing well in an overall if I did get into it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I also, my friends, like Sanaya's doing. I was going to say, it's going to be pretty cool. Like loads of your friends are doing it. Like the whole Instagram gang is up on the stage. It's going to be yeah, an epic yeah. show. And I know like, um, Jay, I don't know if you know these guys, like Leah. Yeah, yeah, Leah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, Leah's doing it. Um, there's obviously like Sanaya, like I said. Just so many people are going to be there. And I just think the day is just going to be so fun. And I've got to hold myself back and go, Ella, you've got like your whole entire life of bodybuilding to achieve goals within the natural federations. Like I want to enjoy this. Yeah. So do what you enjoy. Sure. I think that's the right decision. I'm really excited. To... I'm not watching it in the respect of I'm coming, but I will be like on the socials all day and what have you. Yeah. And, yeah. No, it'll be awesome. Really, really good. I think that's the right decision as well. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But I guess we've actually kind of covered most of the questions to be fair, like what people have asked and what I wanted to ask. But one that lends itself nicely, just following on from that, I think we'll finish up on is long-term goals. So obviously when, once this is done in a few weeks, what is the plan? Have you got a bit of a plan in terms of long-term what you're wanting to do from an off-season? Are you wanting to stay within figure? What's, what's the plan? See, it's some. this is something that I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not really 100% sure right now. Mm. Um, and I want to, I don't know, kind of figure that out. But from, from like the things that I've been sort of feeling the last week or so I'm I'm, de I'm definitely going to take a lot of time away from stage um obviously after prepping last year even though I didn't step on stage I still went through the whole entire process um haven't really taken a proper off season really um obviously I did take an off season but it wasn't like I'd kind of messed up the reverse diet I just yeah that went tits up Obviously, we went in a gym. So it, I've not had that full, like, off-season to grow. Um, so I definitely want to go into a, a very long-term off-season, probably, like, a couple of years. Um, and I think from making the decision, I literally made the decision to do PCA, like, yesterday. <laughs> and I think from that, what I want to set myself as a goal is, like, when I come back, obviously I'm still going to be natural um and I think I want I want to achieve things within the natural federations and I think if I could maybe do women's physique yeah. in UK DFBA which is very similar to figure it's more like PCA style so you do a routine you do different variations of poses you can put your arms above your head yeah. you can 
do a rear lat spread you still got your heels on so I think that's the sort of route that I'd like to go down but that would require a lot more growth obviously I need to be leaner than I am now um so I think right now in my head that's what I want to set myself as a goal um and I'd like to go to worlds um Mm -hmm when I come back and I think I was just what I was doing is I was wanting all of this so soon like I want it now like if I had a chance to be able to go to Wales this year I was like yeah oh my god but now I'm looking at it I'm like no let's set that for a long-term goal because it's still going to be there so that's what I want um I don't know probably maybe do PCA again depending on how that went um maybe two bros naturals could be like another goal but another thing I want to work on aside from that is just my business. Yeah. I want to be able to put time and effort into my business um, and really, really grow that and to be able to like just not be so consumed within my own journey. Mm-hmm. Like prep obviously takes a lot out of you. Um, and I want to be able to build my business up and be like a lot more financially dependent and get like a house me and Lewis have like plans of things we want to do and I want to just live my life a little bit more mm-hmm. like me and Lewis got together like in a lockdown um and prepped together we've not actually been on many dates or like done things together so that's another thing that I want to kind of look to do a little bit more of um and yeah that's kind of like my main goals, I guess, for long term. Awesome. I think that ends really nicely to be fair. Ending on a, on a positive with all of the exciting things for the future. Um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So how many days out are you now? How, how long is it till finals? 17. 17, so that's what, just over two, two and a half weeks, two and a half weeks? Two, two and a half weeks. Two yeah. and a half weeks, super exciting. Well, I will be watching that, and I'm sure many people on here will be watching you over the next few weeks, not in a weird sort of way, but just keeping up <laughs> on your journey and seeing how things go. And honestly, I'm really, really excited for these finals. You've done absolutely great for, I know it's like kind of a second prep, but, you know, for your first proper actually getting on stage and what have you, you've yeah. been sensational. Um, it's been awesome to watch. I know loads of people listening will absolutely agree and say that you are great to watch because you were just you're real. You're a real person. There's no BS. You when you when you're in a bad day, and you tell people, you show people the highlights, you show the lows, and it's been absolutely immense. So yeah, I'm really excited to watch the rest. Um, but just if people don't follow you on Instagram, that's all you really do, isn't it? Just like the Instagram thing you did. A, you yeah. did start YouTube, didn't you? I remember watching. You know what? Actually, that's another thing I was going to mention. I am. I am. I'm just gonna say it now because <laughs> I am gonna do it. I'm gonna start up, like, come back and do YouTube properly. That's another yeah. thing I do. Now I that I'm not at uni, um, I kind of am debating whether to even like document like my show day, my finals. If you can't, I think it will be events. I really, really do. Yeah. Or maybe even my peak week. That'll be my first video. And then me and Lewis want to do like ten thousand calorie challenge and stuff. Like, Honestly, do it, do it, do it, do it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on the YouTube, on the YouTube game. Um, so I've said it here. So it's gonna. Said it here now. You've held yourself accountable. Um, we'll, yeah. Me and many other people will be angrily chasing if we don't see that in the next few months. <laughs> um, but no, that's been amazing. So thank you for coming back. Um, Thank you again for you know joining us. Everyone who's listened, and yeah, um, we'll see you on the next one. I'm sure we'll have Ella back at some point and just have a bit of a catch up and see what she's doing with her life and 
smashing YouTube. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure.